Listening to the Loving Liberty Network. This is the Liberty Mom Show. Liberty Moms are the original secretaries of defense, the real defenders of the home front. We are there when it comes to defending our families and our communities. I'm your host today, Delane England, and I am very excited to have you with us and have some really amazing guests. Our first guest is Julia Dove, and I just want to tell everybody so everyone will be absolutely green with envy. I am not in Utah today. I am in Florida. Yes, beautiful Florida. And I know that most of the, everyone that's listening, if you're a lover of liberty, you are, you love Governor DeSantis, like I do. Like, I'm listening to him on the news. I'm watching him. And I'm thinking, what a freaking rock star. This guy is awesome. But, you know, you never know if a person especially governor is as great as you think because you're just listening to the news you don't really know them you don't know how they really are so i thought while i was in florida it would be really fun to talk to some residents some floridians and see what they think of their governor and see how things are going um depending on what state you live in there's different mandates regarding the covid 19 different mandates regarding your commerce and businesses being open or closed, who they, someone else has decided, usually an unelected official like the health department or maybe your king or governor has decided who is essential and who is non-essential. Now, being a, not just a history teacher, but a constitution, certified as a constitution teacher, I also find it really interesting that in America, anyone is considered non-essential. Because when I study the constitution, Nobody's non-essential in there, but it's really quite interesting. And different states have different mandates. And so we're going to find out. We know that Governor DeSantis has kind of removed all of the masking mandates. I'm not really sure about other mandates, but I know that he removed the masking mandates. And we're going to be discussing the mandates in Florida. And then we're also going to be discussing the masking of our children. And so regardless of where you stand on that, I hope that you will stay tuned and listen because we're going to be discussing how that really affects kids and what's really going on with that. So we're going to welcome our first guest, Julia Dove. Welcome, Julia. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much for being here. This is kind of really cool. It. It's been so fun talking to you about your mother. You have two children, both in public institution. And um, so you've been dealing with this. So first, my first question to you is, what is your take on Governor DeSantis? Um, you know, I was a Ron DeSantis fan before he even ran for governor. When he really? was when he was in Congress and everything, I liked everything that he did, everything he said. Um, I was at a point where I was so fed up with politicians just talk, talk, talk. I think we're a lot of patriots were just fed up with that. And here's a guy who was doing things. And so when it came time to vote for him, it was a no-brainer that his opponent was really, really bad. Um, 
But you know, one thing that um, my sister was telling me about Governor DeSantis that I think is awesome is we all saw, if anybody's familiar with that video that 60 Minutes did um, a few weeks ago, where they edited what he was saying to make it look like he was saying things that were bad, completely dishonest uh, media. Well, come to find out after that, that 60 Minutes had been in Florida for three months trying to find dirt on Ron DeSantis. They could find nothing. That is how sweet and clean he is. He is, he is a husband. He is a father. He is a, um, you know, a veteran, a patriot. This is somebody who loves this country. And so I can't even tell you how many times I have literally thanked the Lord for him. Because if it had been the other guy, if it had been Andrew Gillum who ran against him that won, we would be worse off probably in California. We would be completely locked down. So um, I am yet to meet uh, any Floridian who does not like Ron DeSantis. <laughs> you know, that's just really interesting. The aisle you're on. <laughs> because being here for a week, I have found... I have just been so thrilled and excited. I see American flags everywhere. And I see so many Trump signs all over the place. People, I'm sure some got taken down, but I see people, so tons of Trump signs all over. I haven't seen a Biden sign yet except for a bumper sticker on a card from out of state. But that's the only, I haven't seen any Biden signs anywhere. So it just seems really overwhelming to, to see Florida, which was has, in my lifetime, in my experience, is a purple state, kind mm-hmm. of goes back and forth between red and blue. And um, and to see my experience of Florida is just, I've just been here a week vacationing and visiting. And it's been absolutely amazing how many just oh, people are willing to stand up and stand out and support President Trump. But it, that has been my experience. Everyone that I've talked to so far has been very supportive of Governor DeSantis. Really, really like it. So that's really awesome. So tell us now, I, I think we'll discuss the, the mandate. He, he came up with a, a, I shouldn't say a mandate, he came up with an executive order regarding the mandates. And it's, every, it's really a really good, it has a few holes in it, but it's a really great executive order. And he, he says, no government entity can issue any passports or require or issue documentation of passports. Now, one thing about that that's real interesting that you may or may not know is that there is a federal law that forbids anyone to ask someone else their health records. Health records via the HIPAA law are private and personal, and so no one has to share that unless they want to. You can share it. You have the right to share your private personal medical history and information if you want to, but you don't have to. So whenever you go to the doctor, they have you sign a HIPAA law or a HIPAA HIPAA release saying that they are going to need that information and you're giving them permission for that information to be shared with them. Right. Um, but that, that I like that so much that no government entity at all can issue a passport or issue documentation stating that you have had a COVID um, um, vaccine. vaccine. Thank you. And then it also says that businesses cannot require their patrons to, um, to have or to have the vaccine in order to participate in the business as a patron. So that's a really great thing. I love that because uh, we are very concerned about commerce and being able to buy and sell and to be able to just 
mm-hmm. just go out into public and 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 experience life. And then um, it also says that it, as our that in this executive order, it says that they protect the fundamental rights and privacies of Floridians. I love that. I was like, that is the constitution, both the federal and I'm sure Florida has that in their constitution, but I don't know that, but it is the, it is the role of the government is to protect our fundamental rights and our privacies. And I just love that he put that in there and reassured and, and made sure clear to everyone, particularly to businesses um, and to government entities that that is their role and that they are going to be sure and do that. The only problem with an, an executive order is, as we know, it comes easily. It can be taken away from us very easily as well by a new governor. Um, it also says that you they cannot require a vaccine passport for everyday life, like going to a sporting event, a, a restaurant, a movie theater, and it cannot create two classes of people, which is very, very important. So, Julia, tell us about your life in Florida. Like, how are things, uh, do you see a difference? Were you, how is masking going? Do you see with this executive order, has life changed? Has it impacted your life or not that? Yeah, tell us your experience. Right. So that was, um, you know, I read that executive order. That was four days ago that he issued that. You see, I, we live in the panhandle, and I'm going to tell you, we, the panhandle people are not going to be called what you do. <laughs> We're, we're not going to allow the government to stomp in here and, you know, treat us like we're less than even, you know, children, that we're nothing and that we don't have our own brains. Um, but to have our governor actually back up that mindset and say, yeah, why on earth would the government stomp on these people? You had said that, um, you know, how he says he's protecting fundamental rights. These are not out-of-control astronomical requests we have. These are fundamental rights. We want to breathe without being masked. We would like to not be vaccinated when for something that has a 99.9% recovery rate and the vaccination might work, you know, be at like 66% effective, I think it says, and hasn't even been tested, you know, um, longitudinally, just very, you know, new. We, we need somebody to protect us because unfortunately that's where we're at. We're at a point where um, you have... Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. Stay with us. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. You guys, your customer service and everything, you guys are great. And the commercials talk about it, but I don't know if it really gives it true justice. People need to know, this is maybe the most amazing product I've ever tried. It's so pure, it tastes so good, I'm just blown away by it. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code... USA. At the American Veterinary Medical Association annual convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at AVMA. 
kvma.org. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one. One easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Awesome and amazing day, friends. It's John and Chelsea Jubilee with Energized Health. You've been hearing our messages for a while. You've heard Wayne Allen Root and his extraordinary testimony of what's been going on. And women, if you have a husband that is struggling or needs a loving nudge, I encourage you to nudge him off the couch and go check out our masterclass on our website, including the amazing testimonials. And these testimonials are just real people. They're not famous or high-level production. This is real people. People talking on their iPhone, people sitting across from their spouse. They share their real story for the past 23 years. Tens of thousands of people reversing arthritis, diabetes, high blood pressure, neck pain, back pain, migraine headaches, brain fog, lots of challenging things. Be a beautiful, beloved skeptic. And come check us out at EnergizedHealth.com. That's EnergizedHealth.com. Welcome back. You are listening to the Loving Liberty Network. I'm your host, Elaine England. So happy to have you with us. And I cannot tell you how happy I am to be in Florida right now. It is beautiful. It is warm. Uh, did I mention beautiful? It is so beautiful. And um, I, there's a reason that so many people are leaving so many places and moving to Florida. And believe me, I am super tempted to join them because it is beautiful, and the water in the ocean is amazing. It is so clean and so warm. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. So I think enough people are already going to be moving to Florida. So we're talking about the the mandates in Florida, and that Governor DeSantis has removed. The, he's done an executive order to remove the mandates. And so I have an awesome guest with me here, Melissa Meeks. Melissa Jenkins Meeks, and Melissa is a mother and a grandmother, and I was talking to Melissa, and I thought it was very interesting. Melissa, I'd love you to share your experience, because you have grandchildren that are in school in all, kind of all over the country, really, and so you've had your grandchildren come and visit, so tell me about when your, children, your grandchildren from California came to Florida to visit you. So we have two grandchildren in California, one's in the third grade and one is in seventh grade. So an elementary school student and a middle schooler. And they wanted to come here for their spring break to visit us. And so we, of course, said, yes, come on in. So as soon as we pick them up from the airport, they are masked up. We get in the car and they leave their masks on. And I told them, I said, you guys can take your mask off. And they, really? We can, even inside our car. They were very leery, weary, 
of taking off their masks. So anyway, everywhere we went, those two kids had their masks. And we would have to say to them, you don't have to wear your mask. And they really had a hard time. It had been so drilled into them. They had a hard time letting go of those masks. It actually took quite a few days for them to realize that they don't have to have that on all the time. And then one thing I found to be interesting is we took them up to my other daughter's home in Alabama. And we went to the Rocket and Space Museum there in Huntsville. And they were in public, out walking outside. They're all masked up. They could not get that out of their heads that they didn't have to have that mask. And then one, when I realized, wow, this has really affected them, is I took them to a trampoline park. And they were just jumping and having so much fun. But then they get tired so fast. And they came over to me. They're like, my legs really hurt. My arms are hurting. My back's hurting. And that night, they were so sore. They were sore like you are when you haven't worked out for a long time. And then you do. Their muscles just ached because they had been locked up in California, in their home, doing school, not allowed to go anywhere. Nowhere's open for them to go. And their bodies just ached because they hadn't been able to use their bodies the way that children should be using their bodies, playing in that. So it was really eye-opening to me um, the different ways that it does affect them, how it got into their brains, mask, 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 and how their bodies really are very affected by this shutdown. Well, that is so telling. That is really horrifying. People, we have to think about what are the consequences. You always have to weigh the costs and the benefits. We have to look at what is the benefit of children, school children, in school wearing masks. Children who hardly ever get it, who the rate of, the, of them contracting it is so low, it's almost hard to even calculate. The rate of transmitting it is so low, we don't even know. We don't even have absolute proof. They might have transmitted it a few times, but we don't even have absolute proof that that has happened. But it's either way, the rate of transmission is so low, and yet look what it is doing. These are real-life people. These are real-life children in a developmental state where it is affecting their ability to not only function and able to, to have activities, but imagine what it's doing to them socially. Just imagine. We're going to discuss what this masking is really, really about because it's hard to say it's about um, contracting or or um, transmitting COVID. Okay, we also have another awesome guest with us, Colonel Heber Meeks. How are you doing, Heber? I'm doing great, thank you. Okay, so you've lived in here in Florida for how long? We've been here six, almost seven years. Okay, and so give it, give me your take on it. You've been in the military. You've been around the world. What is your experience of Florida in this COVID-19 in this well I supposed think, epidemic yes I think um, I think we have the best governor in the country and I call him America's governor my wife gets mad at me because she says no we don't want to share him with the rest of the country <laughs> but because uh, we want to keep him for us but I think he's an example uh, to the rest of the country um, he has done some phenomenal things to get our state open back up. He's done phenomenal things to help those at risk to get vaccinated. 
uh, those that are at extreme risks to get vaccinated. So he's just done a fantastic job. He's got, we've gone to, I mean, at the height of the thing, we were still going to Disney World and uh, it was it was great. We we're going to Disney World. We've gone to all kinds of places. We have not um, we have not felt like. And I have been to California during this and seen how locked down their state is. But we have not felt that here, as far as, as far as my experiences. It's not uh, a lot of people did lock themselves down on their own accord, but not the government mandated. So we were free to move about at our own free will, our own choice, and our own liberty. And that's, I just felt like that was, I just feel like that's essential. So you're saying for the whole year that people have been locked down, really you have been able to live free in Florida. Yes, we have gone, we, shoot, we, <laughs> we've been everywhere. We, we didn't miss, um, we, we went out to eat. Uh, our restaurants were open for the most part. As far as, you know, we didn't have the, when I went to California, their restaurants were locked down uh, where you couldn't eat or you had to eat outside, things like that, and or, you know, just go for takeout. But we, we've, every, every restaurant we've been to here that we normally go to, we've been able to, been able to go in, sit down, eat a meal. I mean, there were times, you know, last year when we had to wear a mask to go in and then they'd say, okay, take your mask off once you get inside. <laughs> it was just like, I'm not, it didn't make a lot of sense, but was like, okay, fine. We'll wear a mask to go in. And then as soon as you sit down, you can take your mask off. Yeah. That just is so ridiculous to me, but anyway, they were trying to comply. So you're basically saying Florida for those who wanted it to commit, commerce and to move freely they were able to do it without any real real serious restrictions yes and we've been to north carolina we've been to south carolina we've been to georgia alabama how do we, those compare and those are all they're not as free as florida but they're okay i think north carolina was way too restrictive me personally i thought it was way too restrictive beyond you know using your common sense uh, it was not so much common sense, um, but Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, very, pretty much almost as nice as Florida, as far as feeling like you were free to go around. But, um, you know, North Carolina, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't, it definitely, you did not feel as free as you do in Florida. It was like, you cross that border and you go somewhere, and there were just a lot more um, I don't know what I want to say, uh, restrictions. Yeah, just a lot more restrictions. So I'd like to know your personal opinion about masking children. Well, there's no, I don't see the point in masking children. I went to the CDC website uh, months ago even. I've, I've gone several times and looked at it. The risk for children getting the con contracting COVID is way lower than it is for the flu. And there's way less sickness, way less hospitalizations, way less deaths for children than the common flu. So it just doesn't make any sense.
Welcome back. You are listening to the Loving Liberty Network. This is the Liberty Moms Show. Liberty Moms are the original Secretaries of Defense, the real defenders of the home front. We are there when it comes to defending our families and our communities. We're so happy to have you join us. And we're here now. We're going to finish up with Colonel Heber Meeks. He was telling us how he, how free he is in Florida and the experience he had being able to just go ahead and live his life. And then he told us he went to California. So tell us about your experience in California. So last May, I went to California. Um, I went there to visit my grandchildren, but I also went there to work on some property that I have. Uh, once I got to the airport here, had to mask up, wear the mask all the way there. Uh, every time I went anywhere in California, as mask, mask, mask. Uh, after I'd been there a, less than a week, I started feeling a little, a little under the weather. I went to the emergency room to get tested because I was feeling pretty bad. And they tested me and said, "Okay, we'll, it'll, you know, they tested me for COVID." They said it'll be if it'll be a few days before we, the results get back. So they called me um, later on and said, "Okay, you're positive for COVID." And I said, "Well, what do I need to do?" And they said, "Well." There's really nothing you do. Just if you get really, really sick, you know, call us back. And I said, well, there's nothing I can take. No, there's nothing you can take. Just, and I was like, well, that's really strange. There's nothing I can take. And I went on the internet and I started looking at these doctors, mainly from Texas, that were saying, you know, we've never heard of this before where, you know, someone gets sick and as a doctor, you're being told by the government, tell the people to leave and don't come back unless you, are so sick that you have to be hospitalized. Well, um, and so these doctors in Texas were saying, you know, these things that you could get for treatment. Well, I, I asked, went back, asked, called doctors, can I get this? No, you can't. You can't get it, not in California. So then I started, I was feeling, I felt pretty good for a few days, and then I got really, really sick to the point where I finally had to go to another hospital uh, that was closer to where I was staying. I went to that emergency room and they said, well, you not only have COVID-19, but you also have pneumonia as well. I said, well, what can I do? And they said, well, go home. We're going to call in some antibiotics for you. And I was like, so I took that for a couple of days and it was just feeling worse and worse. So I finally went back to the first emergency room that I went to. They took me in and I was in ICU for 10 days. Um, but I, you know, people ask me, I, I did recover. I'm still, you know, still suffering a little bit from it as far as my endurance is not what it used to be. But I, I, I just like, people ask me, well, what did you learn from it? I said, well, what I learned is the mask wearing didn't do me one bit of good because I wore the mask the whole time I was in California and I got sick there. And the doctors really felt like that I did get sick in California that I did not get sick in Florida and bring it there because it, it was actually, it was actually, I was actually in California, I guess for over two weeks when I did get it, not just a few days, but it was over two weeks. So they said they were even questioning whether I got it on the airplane. They thought you must've got it from somebody else while you were here, but I don't know who, cause, and none of my family members got it except my daughter. She worked with me one day, and she got it the next day. And they said, well, that doesn't make sense. She probably got it somewhere else because people don't normally 
you know, get sick the the day after they, the day after they could, you know, meet with somebody who gets it or exposed. So they said she probably didn't get it from you. Interesting. So that's very interesting. So you live in Florida, you're breathing free, no problem. You go to California, two weeks of being on a mask, and then you get COVID and very, very sick. Yes. Okay. That is very interesting. Thank you so much. That is very interesting. Very good information. Thank you. Okay, Julia, we are bringing Julia Dove back in. And so, Julia, I'd love you to share your experience as a mother of two of what is going on in your life and especially for your kids at school. Now, what what is the what is happening in Florida when it comes to masking children? Okay, so, well, um, you know, Governor DeSantis did sign that um, order four days ago, so I'm not sure if things are going to change in schools or how that changes schools. But so far, like, our school started on time. We didn't delay. Um, but there, and the way that we understood it, the way that, um, you know, the paperwork that went out said that children would be required to wear masks um, in hallways when they couldn't social distance. And so my daughter, for instance, she's in second grade. She has not worn a mask in her classroom for even one second. Um, I think in the beginning, the chairs, the desks were a little bit separated, but then as more parents got that were um, homeschooling their kids are doing virtual, as they saw, hey, there's no breakout. Hey, these kids aren't getting it. They felt more comfortable and started sending their kids back to school. So then more kids started coming back to school. So my daughter now, you know, we, we have small classroom sizes compared to out west. Um, my daughter now, you know, she started with 12 in her class at the beginning of the school year, and now it's at, I think, 18. And so the chairs, the table, the desks are now pushed together. They're in groups of fours. They're, so they're not like six feet apart. There has been no outbreak, um, no children in my child's class or teacher, teacher or the teacher's helper have gotten um, sick. They haven't gotten COVID or anything. Um it's, I mean, my, my two-year-old, she's not in school, but I mean, she doesn't wear a mask anywhere. She's literally, my two-year-old has literally never worn a mask. Not once. My eight-year-old only wears it when she walks in the hallway to her class. And from what we understand, um, because my sister had spoken with the superintendent last week, that is, that is supposed to end and expire. And next year is supposed to be a normal school year. Um, so, you know, she's not wearing it. I, I've seen where kids are wearing it at PE, where they're wearing it in classrooms, where there's, you know, separators, uh, fiberglass separators in between um, desks. We don't have any of that. We, we, I mean, I think the biggest thing we do is um, my uh, daughter's teacher, just she makes sure that the kids wash their hands um, throughout the day. She just, and not, and she doesn't just say, oh, here, put this alcohol in your hands, um, the sanitizer. She has the, you know, hand soap, has them go to the bathroom. Okay, everybody wash your hands. And that's, which is basic hygiene. It's because <laughs> the kids should be washing. We were four years old. And right. that is always a good idea for any disease. And just, you know, sanitation has been the key to a lot of health freedom throughout the right. centuries. Once people learned sanitation, diseases just plummeted the rate of yes. disease and transfer disease. So yeah, good, just good hygiene, great practice for anybody and everybody. Good hygiene, good hygiene. That's kind of the main thing that they're stressing and it seems to be working because we have had no, no outbreaks, not one outbreak here. That is amazing. So your kids are not sitting in fiberglass um, 
plexiglass cages then? No, 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 nothing like that. There's no plexiglass. I know I said fiberglass. You're right. No plexiglass in any of the classrooms, nothing like that. It's, it's bizarre to me because I think living out here, I forget what the rest of the country is dealing with. And then I'll go on Instagram and I'll see my friends and they talk about their depression or their, their children's depression. These are kids that are, um, like one of my friends, her kids, she had them like a year apart, each of them, they're five, six, seven. And these children had been battling with depression because first they couldn't go to school. They barely started school. I think about three or four weeks ago and they're masked everywhere. It, it's, um, it's shocking. I had one person say to my sister on social media, a friend of hers that's from California. And she said, wow, Florida is literally like a different world. She said it in a condescending way. And I'm sitting here and I told my sister, no, 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 no. We're the normal world. <laughs> the rest of the country changed on us and decided to be not a normal, like a different world. We are the same world here in Florida. The rest of the country decided to be a totally different world. So we're not really going to take heat because everybody else wanted to totally change tip, just standard norms of lifestyle. It's so it's really bizarre to me when I see all this because we, we don't even like carry our masks anywhere. We don't go to the grocery store. We don't go, or we, when we go, we don't wear masks. Um, we don't wear them anywhere, not to restaurants, not even the whole wear it when you first walk in. And then when you sit down, you can take it off. That's been over for several months. Um, so it's, it's bizarre that, um, everybody else is, is living, I don't know, in fear. It's, it's sad. It's sad. (laughs) It is so interesting how in such a short time, people have altered their lives and their lifestyles over something that 99.95% of people survive. We would never even come out with a vaccination for survival rates so high. That is, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out how do you consider when 99.95% of people survive, how is that a pandemic? How is that an epidemic? Mm -hmm. How is it a crisis of any proportion? Right. Well, and pounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zippy and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for Cats was coming out because I would seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
awesome and amazing day. Hey there, friends. It's John and Chelsea Jubilee. And today we have a message for you women out there. Are you premenopausal, postmenopausal, or maybe you're in the middle of menopause right now? Ouch. Listen, we have thousands of clients that have reported reversing all of their symptoms of menopause. Or maybe you have thyroid imbalances. Same thing for those women. Listen, this is your time. Absolutely. You can reverse all of those symptoms and you can be your real joyful, exuberant, and lean self again. Ladies, I don't care if six doctors told you you can't lose that fat after menopause or in menopause. You can. We have done it hundreds and hundreds of times, even in a medical setting, documented. So make your action call today. Log on to EnergizeHealth.com, EnergizeHealth.com, or call 888-444-8895. That's 888-444-8895. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one. One easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Welcome back. We are so happy that you're joining us today. This is the Loving Liberty Network, and this is the Liberty Mom Show. I'm here with another amazing Liberty Mom, Julia Dove. And Julia, it has been so fun talking to you. So we were talking about what is happening in Florida for children regarding masking, and you're telling me that students are not in plexiglass cubes. They're not being forced to mask all day long. And they can go out and play in recess or go out and visit. Can they can they talk to other students? They can talk to other students. I asked my daughter the first day of school, I said, Did you get a hug your friends? She's like, Oh yeah, mommy, we were all hugging each other and you know, loving on each other and everything. And they it is completely normal. It is and I think people just, they don't like that. We get, we get yelled at because we want to be normal. We want to be how things have always been. We've always breathed without masks. We've always hugged people we love. And we have been able to um, maintain just some nor- normality out here. And, you know, we did our part in the very beginning. When it was, oh, the 14 days to slow the spread and all that, Florida did our part. We, we did what we could until we, we gained more information, more knowledge about this. And then we made evidence-based and science-based decisions and you know what it's worked for us it's worked for florida it's worked for me and my family so you know it's interesting because florida and california have very almost you know very very similar populations they're both coastal states they both live by oceans lots of fresh air beaches Um, and it's interesting because california has one of the highest rates of death and Florida has one of the lowest rates of death, and they have ha- and they have the same, you know, very, very, very close populations. 
that they have handled this completely differently, completely oppositely. And it's just really interesting how Florida has such a low rate of death. Now, I'm not a doctor, and I only play one on the radio. But <laughs> I'm not, and then as course with my children, of course I always play doctor with yes, you know tell my kids I am your medical professional. <laughs> I will yes. I will help heal you. But I think what is very true and what I I do a lot of research. I have done a lot of research on this. I do a lot of research because I'm really into. I like to vaccinate every single day. I think vaccinating is really, really important. So I do it every day. I just choose to do it God's way. He tells us what to eat, what not to eat. I go with that. And I have worked on not only building my own immune system, but building my children's. I've been working very hard since I had children to help them build their immune system and make wise decisions regarding their health and to take personal stewardship over their health. And so I think that it's just really important to notice that every doctor pre-COVID, every doctor that I've ever heard of would tell you oxygen is essential to good health. I never met a doctor or Western or Eastern medicine or alternative medicine who didn't say oxygen is absolutely essential to health and essential to building your own personal immune system. It is so good for you. And when people get sick or get a disease or they get in an accident, what do they do? They, the medical professionals send them to barometric chambers, which are high oxygenation chambers, where they oxygenate the person and their entire body with massive amounts of oxygen because oxygen heals. It's a great healer and it builds your immune system. So I can't help but think, what could we be doing worse for our immune mm -hmm. system and to prepare us for the next coming disease, the next virus, is to destroy not only our health, but to destroy our children's immune system does not mm -hmm. seem like wisdom to me. But that's just my personal opinion. Like I say, I'm not a real doctor. I just pretend <laughs> to be one. So, okay, we have another Liberty Mom with us, and her name is... is um, Amy, Amy <laughs> Johnson, <laughs> Amy Johnson. Welcome Liberty mom, Amy. Hey, thank you so much for being with us. So let's hear your experience. Cause you're a mother. You have two children, three, three children, mm -hmm. two in school. Mm -hmm. And so mother of three, two children in public elementary in public school. Mm -hmm. And so tell us what your experiences of your kids being in school. Have they been in school the whole year? The whole year we started back. A lot of districts around us wanted they pushed back a week or two weeks, and thank goodness our district was like, you know what, we're starting on time. We're going to just go ahead and do this. And we do have a little bit smaller Amazing. schools, uh -huh. which is awesome. And, um, you know, um, I think the schools did a lot of really good um, precautions, especially in the beginning. We just didn't know a lot. Right. But yes. now it's time to start easing mitigate off of the this, risk. Right? Mitigate the risk, yeah. but live life. Yeah. yeah. Take some risk, but mitigate it. Yeah. And, you know, for us, I mean, just like Julia was saying um, when I came in, you know, we have really lived life pretty normal. My kids, actually, from the beginning, they didn't ever wear a mask anywhere we'd go. I, I, really? I used to put one on for a little bit because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sure. I wasn't comfortable. I wanted to make sure that, you know, we knew what was going on. And But our kids, I mean, we just really um, kept it very normal. And during the whole thing, we were outside a lot, and um, I just think for their emotional well-being, we did a really good job 
trying to keep things normal for them where this wasn't this crazy thing where you're locked up inside of a house. Like a lot of my nieces and nephews out West and, you know, I feel bad for them. They were really locked up and I think that's going to have some long-term effects on our kids. So I'm grateful that our kids were able to just be, you know, we were pretty normal. Live free. We, we lived pretty normally. And breathe free, live free. It lived free, breathe free. And now I think our biggest task probably as parents now is just to make sure the district knows how we feel about masks for, you know, this upcoming school year that we are not, you know, we did it for the year. We, my kids didn't have to quarantine. There was no spread in their school. They're, you know, kindergarten and first grade. And so it's time to ease off of those um, rules and mask rules. So Julia, how have your kids dealt with it? How have they felt about it? Have they had any issues? Um, How do they, I guess they don't see that many people in masks, even in the community. No, I mean, no. My my daughter is very, um, she does not like a mask. Uh, Like I said, my two-year-old's never worn one. My eight-year-old, the rare times that she has to wear one, like the few minutes of a walk in school, she doesn't like it. Who, Who would, you know? Who wants that delay in oxygen and you're breathing in what you're supposed to be breathing out and um, so she, she's very aware. She doesn't like masks. She does not want people telling her, oh, you need to put a mask on. Um, she, she just, you know, she's a child. She just wants to run around and have fun. And it's just so bizarre to me because, you know, think back, to, let's, as adults, let's take this time to think back to when we were children and let's give our children the same benefits that we had, which was the most essential benefit to breathe free, clean unfiltered oxygen right so she's done really well um like i said it's sad because i see friends out west on social media and their children have gone through depression we have not had anything like that because her life has been so normal i mean we've been we were on the water all last summer we played you know at the beach rivers lakes everything all last summer when every everywhere else in the country was shut down um so she's she's dealt with it really well because she hasn't really had to deal with it has her teacher worn a mask? No, the teacher does not wear a mask. No. Um, the teacher yeah. uh, uh, helper does not wear one. They don't. And neither see, one of them. My wear. and and my kids' teachers are a little different. Oliver's teacher wears two masks with a face shield. She's very afraid, very cautious, and. Does she make her students wear a mask? And I think that they do. I think they do have to wear a mask during school, and that's one thing that that we've got to approach the district about and make sure that this is not going to be a requirement next year because, and teachers opinions cannot get involved in it. They need to make a decision and everybody has to say, okay, we're going to agree with this decision. We're not going to just put new rules because it's their classroom. We need a district wide rule where, Hey, we don't need our kids wearing masks anymore. If parents want to take it upon themselves to encourage their kids to wear one, that's their that's their choice. But why aren't we give, be given the choice, I guess, is my concern. Yeah, it's interesting to me that a teacher wants the students to mask for the teacher because the teachers now, right. at this point, every teacher across the nation <laughs> who is concerned about it has had the opportunity to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. They also have the opportunity in most states, if not all, uh, to go online and teach if they're scared of their mm-hmm. students and they're afraid to be mm-hmm. in the classroom. So I think that uh, the real question here is, 
what are we doing to our children and what are we doing for our children? And we need to remember that we are the guardians of our liberty and we are the stewards over our children. Regardless of what state we live in, we have a God-given right and stewardship over our children. And so I hope that has been helpful and hope that we will all take steps. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. 